Why are you laughing? Because I thought we were going to count down, and now this is a repeat of last week. Oh, Jesus, God. Welcome back to The Watch List. You can subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, and please subscribe to us wherever you do. Also engage with us on your social media at Symbol The Watchlist Pod and catch up on all of our back episodes by going to www.thewatchlistpod.com. How are you, Patty? I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm doing fine. You know, it's a bad day. I'm sitting there with Laura and I'm thinking, what did what did we watch this week? And neither one of us could really just <laughs> put it together. And I don't know if that's indicative of watching too much shit. Or, or, or some of it's just, I mean, actually what I watched this week for the most part was very, very good. But so I think it's just a, oh, I just needed my mind jogged a little bit. Yeah. My issue is I've been watching a lot of the same thing. So I can't remember what other things I've watched. Like, you know, Mm. the series I've been watching are so long, so many episodes and I'm watching them. But then I watch some other things too, or at least I try to watch some other things so I can right. talk about something other than the same show over and over again because I'm not done with it yet. <laughs> yeah. So I've made a list, but I'm like, I can't talk about all these at once because that's this would be like a three-hour episode of you <laughs> listening to me try to summarize this movie or this TV series and tell you why you should totally watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Nobody wants to do that. No. So I'm trying to pick just the top things and not talk about all Korean TV dramas all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. And we thank you. All right. Never mind. Oh, but, yeah, no, no, no. Bad. No, they're not bad. They're not they're bad not, at all. They are not. They are, no. They are not bad at all. Um, but before we jump into anything, I, I have to say that mm-hmm. we finally did watch Judas and the Black Messiah. Ah, and what did you and think? I, it was really good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really, really, it's, it's, it's so hard to see something so personal. Um, just being a, a biracial black man in this country it's it's hard to separate the history from the art. So speaking of just the art for a moment, it is a it is a well-made film. I think the soundtrack is beautiful. I think it's a movie that should be around at Oscar time. Yeah. Um but what I'm afraid of is because it was released in February that by the time the Oscars roll around again, and who knows, maybe maybe that's kind of passe now because everything is streaming, that it will get remembered. But usually stuff that's released earlier in the year is kind of forgotten about. It's a movie that should be seen because it's the kind of movie that makes you Google shit afterward. Have the Oscars already happened? No, they haven't. We're just now kicking off award season with the very bought and paid for um you know, the Hollywood foreign press, uh, oh, golden globe, bullshit, golden yeah. globes, bullshit. So that's the beginning. And then it, then it'll culminate, but Judas and so, the black Messiah is very good. So since it was released this February, it's not up for Oscars this year. That's right. Like coming be, up. 
Right. It will be, it will qualify for the broadcast happening in 2022. Oh, okay. that's why I'm saying that anything because it goes January to December. So usually Oscar mm-hmm. campaigns, if you're really pushing for something in the Oscar, you want it to be released between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, because that's when the Academy has their 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 fresh in mind. They're willing to go see stuff. They're off work because, you know, it's the holidays and all that. And then they can watch a whole bunch of shit. But movies that are released earlier in the year kind of get short shrift, no matter how good they are, because they're just out of sight, out of mind. Okay. Okay. But as the art, I think it's it's a very well told story. From the historical aspect, I got so fucking pissed off. And and it's it's hard to watch history like that. It really is. It is. It really is. And this just happens to come after like a day or two after Malcolm X was actually on one of the one of the regular cable TV channels. Have you ever seen Malcolm X by Spike Lee? Um, have, have I? No, no, I haven't seen that one. No. OK, well, there's a scene in it where Malcolm X is in prison and he's he's still something of a street punk and all that. And there's a mentor from the nation of Islam also in prison and he helps educate Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene where they're talking about the definition in the dictionary of black and the definition of white. And it's actually a very interesting scene. And I'm, and I'm watching Judas and the black Messiah after that. And, and just thinking about, Oh my God, you know, this it's horrible. And, and, and that movie Judas and the black Messiah takes place in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, and the year before I was born, and it's and it's if you don't know about the Black Panthers and what they were trying to do, Google them. It, it's a movie well worth watching. Hopefully, one of these days we get to a point where we just tell stories about what happened in the past, and I want to get there. I really do. But until then, we need movies like this to at least start, at least start conversation, if not illuminate the wrong that happens in the world. That's all I got to say about that. So, and then we also started, um, because Laura was like, oh, let's start Penny Dreadful again. I want to watch that with you. So I was like, okay. And we started way back on uh, Penny Dreadful season one. Ah. Which is exceptional. Oh, my God. And if you have a surround sound system, turn that shit up because it sounds really good. Anyway. Cool. Okay. So what have you got this week? I watched the movie Freaky. It's a Blumhouse film starring Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton, and there's a cameo from Alan Ruck in there of (laughs) Cameron fame from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And speed, yes. And speed, yeah. Uh, it was written and directed by Christopher Landon, who did Paranormal Activity, all those movies, and the Happy Death Day stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is, there's a local myth about a serial killer known as the Blissfield Butcher. Mm. And every year at homecoming, he comes out and starts butchering the teenagers. 
And when the movie starts, we got four teenagers hanging around, learning that it's not really a myth, and the butcher comes along and and kills them all. And then well, after he kills them, he finds this dagger hanging out, like in a case, and he steals this dagger. It's this ancient Aztec dagger. Uh-huh. And the next day, at school, our, our fearless friends, their Scooby gang, whatever, Millie, our little mousy teenage girl who's afraid of everything and gets picked on a lot. She's the school mascot wearing the costume. I think they're the beavers or something. So she's in this beaver giant furry costume. Mm -hmm. They're at the homecoming game. She's wearing the costume dancing and the butcher comes at her while she's waiting for her ride home. He stabs her with that Aztecian dagger and whoa, freaky. They trade places. So now the Blissfield butcher is in the body of a teenage girl and the teenage girl is in the body of Vince Vaughn. What? That's wackiness. That's <laughs> ensuing. And Vince Vaughn totally steals this movie. His teenage girl acting is amazing. <laughs> He is so funny. He is so fucking hysterical. It's a really funny slasher film. And it really, it's this, it's a freaky Friday flasher film slash freaky Friday slasher film. That's hard to say. And it's fun. And totally should watch it. Totally. Should That's watch awesome. It. It's up for rent on wherever you rent your movies. Okay. Oh, good. Cause I, I wanted to watch it, but Sometimes I'm a little dubious of of later Vince Vaughn stuff because it might be stupid. Like early yeah. Vince Vaughn was yeah, great, some, but yes. you know. some of his yeah, some of his more recent stuff's like this is really dumb. But this is a lot of fun, and Alan Ruck, what happens to him is is worth a watch. Excellent. Yeah, he plays an asshole shop teacher. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so the fir- so I've got three things this week, but I have to talk about two of them back to back. Okay. So, so I'm not going to start off with them right now. So what I am going to start off with is the new show on NBC called Young Rock. Mm-hmm. And it actually stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson telling yes. his life story uh, kind of anecdotally. Um. And we see The Rock at three different points in his life. So we see him as a young as a young kid. We see him in high school. And then we see him when he is on his college football team. So there are three actors playing The Rock. And it's and if you follow The Rock on Instagram, I think he's got a great Instagram, first of all. He does. He has a great Instagram. He's got a great Instagram and he even said the other day because he was getting a massage and like the top of his butt cheek was hanging out. I'm like, rock, what are you doing? Why is the top of your ass like hanging out? But he said that, you know, he does that and he listed all of the injuries or a lot of the major injuries he's had in his life. Hmm. And I find that interesting. So we, we both went into it with open eyes to see young rock. And I got to tell you, we were kind of bored yeah. And and it's and it's not that the show isn't good, but it's very much in the vein of the Goldbergs or Blackish or 
just Everybody other... hates Chris is kind of the feeling I got watching it, sort of. Yeah, that lighthearted, yeah. yes, there is a truthy story in this. But at the same time, if I were younger, I'd appreciate it a lot more. And that's kind of why we stopped watching the Goldbergs. You know, after season four, when they got into their rut of, okay, here's the setup set against the 80s cool, like, retro theme. And then somebody does something wrong. Somebody's feelings get hurt. The person who hurt the feelings comes back, makes up for it. And there's the half hour show. Mm -hmm. The Rock just gave me that kind of feel. So it's not that it's bad. I just think that if I were 15 years old, I'd enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. Or if I hadn't seen other shows of that same ilk, I would enjoy this a lot more. But I think The Rock is as an infinitely interesting character, especially since he's very open about crimes that he's caused when, you know, he was younger and and all the shit that he did. Uh, So I was thinking, oh, this would be a great like if he were doing this as a drama Mm -hmm. but anyhow young rock is on nbc give it a whirl Uh, it's kind of like that why not out of four stars i'd give it maybe two i agree and that we watched it on hulu okay it's available on hulu now if you want to see any episodes of it Okay. Yeah, it's it's all right. It, it, yeah, it's not bad. It's just <laughs> not it's it's not blowing my socks off. Exactly. It's not blowing my socks off. It's just it's fine. Yeah, it's it's fu- that's a very good way to put it. It's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's fine. something to put on in the background while you're doing things and looking up and you'll still know what's going on. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, the kid that they got to play college rock, oh my god really spot on with the way that he his mannerisms work you'd swear to god somebody went back in time and got Dwayne Johnson (laughs) to play himself but anyhow all right right. so what else you got the next movie I have is New Mutants Uh, it's part of the Marvel entertainment genre films about these young mutant kids who are they think they're being trained to join the X-Men. They have their powers. There's uh, Sam is this guy who can blow himself up. He's like a human cannibal. And then there's Rain, who is played by Maisie Williams. She turns into a dog. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's Ileana Rasputin. She has some crazy magic powers her arm turns into a sword and she's played by anya taylor joy from queen's gambit Mm. and then there's a guy who lights up in flames uh roberto that's the other one and they're all joined by danielle moonstar who is a native american who has just escaped the destruction of her reservation by what she believes was a tornado, but she can't really remember everything because it's really, really fuzzy. Um, and she was just remembers running through the forest with her dad who hides her, and then he's got to go help people, and then she sees him die in front of her, and then she wakes up in this mental institution which seems an extremely deserted mental institution or hospital. It's a hospital. It's not a mental institution. It's a hospital. Yeah. And it's run by uh, a doctor, one doctor with these handful of patients 
And the doctor, Reyes, tries to explain to them that she is trying to help them learn to control their powers. Because when you go through puberty, that's when your power, mutant powers tend to develop and they're really hard to control. Okay. And then crazy shit starts happening and the trailer made me think it was them being experimented on that all this horror type of stuff because the trailer made it look like a horror movie to me. Watching it, it's not really a horror movie at all. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't know how much I want to give away because, you know, you learn things through the movie and I don't want to give too much away, but the, but what the trailer makes you think is, is like this horror show shit's going on. Yeah. Is, is that is not what this is. Interesting. Not at all. Okay. Cause that's what, the, that's the way they made it look. They made it look like a, a, an R rated, you know, really badass kind of horror movie. It in the did. It, yes. Thing. It made it look like an, an R rated horror movie where the our young mutants are being experimented on and that is not i'm sorry to, to break it to you but that is not what's going on here not at all okay is and, it worth watching though i i i was i enjoyed it it was it was a superhero movie with you know people with magic you know powers to save the world or what have you and the one thing that caught me was i was trying to figure out if this is supposed to take place in the 90s because we see them watching TV and they're always watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> they are That's clearly funny. watching the episode with the gentleman called Hush. Yeah. And then there's another one where it's just a quick scene of uh, Willow and her girlfriend Tara. Yeah. You just see them together. So it, that could be any number of episodes in those later seasons. Okay. Yeah. And that, that, that caught me off guard. So I was well, wondering, does, is this supposed to take place in the nineties? Um, the one girl definitely looks like she's kind of dressing that way. Well, I, I, I just find it hard to want to watch because of, the whole actual MCU thing. Mm -hmm. Like I want to keep those stories pure because I'm following those. And uh, because this movie was made before the acquisition by Disney and all that. Right. Filming began in 2017. If that means. So Disney bought Fox on March 20th, 2019. Okay, so then yes, this uh, definitely was before, but it didn't right. get re it did not get released. They were still doing reshoots in February of 2019. Oh, and that's bad. Um, but you liked it. I liked it. I thought it was good. I liked it. Wow. Well, all right. So give it a whirl if you if you want a a, a mutant superhero fix. Would be your your suggestion? Yeah, yeah. If you want, if you just want some mutant superhero stuff happening, go right ahead, watch it. It's you know, it's not bad. I rented it on somewhere on Amazon, and I think it was only five dollars. 
Well, that's not bad then. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, if it's $5 now, give it a bit and it'll be free enough for you to watch. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but it's, it's good. I liked it. I thought it was fun. You get some Queen's Gambit girl with a really terrible Russian accent. Really terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. Oh, and Maisie Williams seemed like she was trying to be more Irishy, Scottishy than British. Eh. Yeah. Aside from that, though, it was fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> besides the bad accents, it's it's kind of good. Yeah, it was fun. It was okay. You know, it's it's. I would say it's a little better than okay. It was pretty good. Okay. I enjoyed it. I had fun. So the next two movies that I talk about have a very similar um, subject matter to them. And oh. the subject matter is conservatorship. Mm-hmm. So there's a movie that's on Netflix now that stars Peter Dinklage and Rosamund Pike. And it's called I Care A Lot. And it's a story about how this one, oh, this absolutely garbage human being rips old people off by having a doctor sign off on the fact that they're incompetent and can't take care of themselves anymore. So she becomes their conserv- the court-appointed conservator and then puts them in the home that she can control so that the old people don't have their cell phones. They, they don't really have contact with the outside world yet. She gets paid because she's taken over all their assets and sells their property and, you know, swimming in money. Well, one day she pulls this on the mother of a Russian mobster. Oh shit. And the Russian mobster is played by Peter Dinklage. Oh, and besides the fact that the film is entertaining, and I and I will say that the film is is very entertaining in a in a sort of dark comedy kind of way, but also a very watchable kind of way. Um, it deals with some scary shit about what happens when you don't have control over your own life, and and even Laura and I were talking about this afterward, like, well, we're not just talking about, you know, you have dementia and you, you legitimately can't take care of yourself. This is when the court says you can't and compels you to do something and you have no power to control it. And so that issue is scary. It makes you not want to go grow old and it makes you sure as shit, not go into an old folks home. Mm Mm-hmm. But that is on Netflix. And the reason that I I say that I have to do this review next to the other thing that I watched, the other thing that I watched is Framing Britney Spears. And I saw that as well. So, yes, when talking about I Care A Lot, yes, that definitely goes along with the New York Times documentary. And and Framing Britney Spears is episode six of this series of New York Times, you know, video stories, documentaries. And it's one hour and 14 minutes of some sad shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we all watched Britney Spears basically have meltdowns over the years. I remember when, you know, they covered her shaving her head and all that other sort of crap. But what this movie does is 
it frames her life and you can understand why she did some of the things that she did. Mm-hmm. And, and she's been in conservatorship since 2008. So for, so for going on 13 full years now, she has not had control of her life. And as it's explained in this documentary, other people control when she performs, where she performs. They control her money. They control every aspect of her life. Whether she can date or not, I think as well. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 and, and we're talking, and I Googled this right before we started the show. She's 39 years old. Jesus. Wow. This is a 30, she's this 39. Is a, she's 39 yeah. years old. Looked it up. Born yeah. 1982. And I, and I, and part of, okay. So remember my review of the murder at the Cecil hotel. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who who watch YouTube a lot and they're YouTube sleuths and all that other sort of stuff. Well, there's a whole movement to free Britney Spears. Yes. That, uh, that's based on Instagram posts of hers. Yes. And so I actually and and I am not I am not making fun of their of their movement at all. I am certainly not saying anything bad about them, but I have to put that to the side for a moment. Just because things like watching that CISO hotel movie, you can see how a lot of opinions can be formed, whether it's good information or not. Because mm-hmm. they kept talking about in this documentary, this form or this report that was generated that nobody has gotten to see except the people who have been in her hearings for conservatorship. Mm-hmm. So putting putting the free Britney Spears people aside, this is terrifying that this that Britney Spears cannot speak for herself. Yeah. And and we were talking afterward, like, why can't the court just check in with her? And the only thing that she's been successful in doing is getting a co-conservator for the money part of her life. She actually was successful in getting a bank to be the co-conservator along with her douchebag father. Yeah. And they talked to lawyers in that who said there, they, as far as they know, there have been, there hasn't really been anybody who's been able to compel the court to release them from a conservatorship. Yeah. And it's hardly ever that a person is released from a conservatorship. Crazy that somebody can like just go behind your back and shit and declare you incompetent and have it certified in court. And you, now you're fucked. You really, there's not much you can do. And you're fucked. Yeah. You're, you're escorted out of your own home. You are controlled and no. Yeah. These people have access to all your money and everything. They can control any part of your life that they want to. And I, I just find it interesting also that just the other day, because this, this episode has become so popular that they, and and it says at the end that they tried to reach out to every member of the Spears family and none of them were going, none of them talked. Yep. They did, they did old interviews through, and they got permission to use those old interviews because of the outlets that they were aired on. Mm -hmm. But the other day through a lawyer 
they said that Britney Spears's father cares very deeply um, for Britney. Yeah. You know, like blow me. Yeah. You know, it so I am it's it's and it's also extremely sad. Mm-hmm. Because what's his name? Timberlake has been getting a bunch of shit about how he treated the whole Britney thing. Yeah. When they yeah. broke up and all that well, stuff. Well, and they mentioned that in the, the documentary too. Right, but that's not the story. No, it's the story, not, but they, they they that's what they part of the story. It's what compounds on it. Yes. How but they other, treated him in relation to her and how that added to what was going on in her. And how they favored the male. Yeah, yeah, that's ex- yeah, that was what was going on. And how Timberlake not only was able to pull one over on Britney Spears, but also the whole Janet Jackson thing, which was not mentioned in this. Yeah. But when you think about the narrative that was created about, oh, I had no idea that this was going to be a wardrobe malfunction. Right, yeah. Yet you're allowed to go to the Grammys and Janet Jackson is not. Fuck yeah. you. yeah. So it's it's extremely interesting and and something that's that's horrific that one, it's happening to a woman, two, it's happening to somebody who earned her money working her ass off, entertaining us. And she's 39. She's I mean, granted, we don't know any medical reports or anything like that, but she can't give an interview to say, hey, I'm all right. Yes, this is in my best interest or get me the hell out. Yeah. That's scary because then that means yeah. people are controlling her social media. People are controlling everything. Well, I from what they've said, her social media is the one voice she's got, which uh, is how the whole free Britney thing uh, became a thing. And the those the two girls who started a podcast based on they felt it was kind of silly reading too much into what she was saying on her Instagram posts. And that's how, and then it just snowballed from there. Their podcast. Well, and the whole free Britney thing. And if Britney Spears can't speak openly and has to communicate in a veiled way on her Instagram, that's fucked up. Yeah. If, if, if that is true, that is totally fucked up. Totally fucked up. So that's why I had to do the reviews of these things in, you they know, definitely together. Go together. Yeah. 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 So cons- they are both f- fascinating films. I care a lot is the entertainment version. You know, that's the beginning, middle end story meant to entertain you. But the issue of conservatorship, very real. And then the other thing, which is on Hulu Framing Britney Spears, part of the New York doc, New York Times documentary series, well worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Watch watch that shit and think again about how people are treated. You know, it's it's a scary fucking thing. So anyway, so that's what I've got this week. My last film is called The Wailing. It's a Korean horror film from 2016. It takes place in this very small little village in the mountains of Korea. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a policeman and his family. And there's a Japanese man that lives in this little village. And there's a lot of rumors going around 
about this Japanese man and stuff. And when he moved to town, uh, suddenly, like, this weird infection breaks out, causing people to go cuckoo bananas and kill everybody in their house, everybody in the family. And one person, like, the house was burned down after they slaughtered their family. Yeah. And it's and this seems to be spreading house to house all around the little village. And hmm. our fearless police officer, his young daughter uh, has nightmares and he's been having nightmares too. Her nightmare she's like screaming in the middle of the night and when dad finally manages to wake her up and tell her, you know, it was just a dream she's she's complaining about this strange man trying to open the door. And the next day, his mother-in-law, grandma, she's like, I know what that is. I'm calling the shaman. You're paying for a shaman to come because that's not right. <laughs> and then we've, the girl is possessed and the shaman's doing all this weird dancing shaman-y stuff. And the Japanese man never speaks when the policeman goes up there to confront him. What'd you do to my daughter? And who? this is a good, creepy, creepy as fuck movie. <laughs> really, okay. really creepy. I, Where I, is it? I think it was on Amazon. Okay. It was on Amazon. Well, cool. That sounds creepy. It was $3 to watch on Amazon. So I rented all my movies this week. Cool. Well, no, I mean, you know, we're in that whole. But they, they, each of them was like $4. None of them were more than $4. Yeah. Maybe five. Maybe five. Okay. Maybe there was $5. None of them were more than $5. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> How much were they not more than? Five. Was it $5? They're not more than $5. $5. Yep. <laughs> So, folks, if you're not looking to spend more than $5. Yes. Freaky, New Mutants, or The Wailing. All fine. And, less and mine. Five, five or less. And mine are on regular broadcast TV or Hulu. Yep. Young Rock, you can catch the reruns on Hulu. Framing Britney Spears is on Hulu. And I Care A Lot is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready for oh. a, a thing of News. 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 So, thanks to David. Hey, shout out to David. David! So, there are two pieces of news that I've got. One, I, I just have to put my head in in my hands and go, oh, God, here we go. Um, but the other one, which is the biggest one, is the name of the new Spider-Man movie. Oh. And uh, if you have not seen the teaser for this on on YouTube, it's fun. Because you have Tom Holland and Zendaya and you have the other kid who plays his best friend all walking out of the production room. And they all give him shit about not giving stuff away because Tom Holland actually has been known to give stuff away about that he's not supposed to. Funny. And they walk and they walk by a dry erase board that says the title of the Spider-Man movie, which is called No Way Home. Mm. Okay. So there's that. And then for all of you sleuths out there, there's a whole bunch of shit written on that dry erase board, too. Oh. 
and uh, you'll have to freeze frame it, zoom in on it, you know, go to the internet. You'll find people who have done that for you already. <laughs> the, but but the, one of the most interesting things on that dry erase board is that there seems to be a tesseract. Ooh. Yeah, so that's kind of freaky. Then the next thing is, uh, and David and I always talk about the disappointment that are that is the DC universe. Okay. And just how easy it would be to kind of fix it if they just put some effort into it. And actually on TNT today, I was watching Man of Steel, which is actually a pretty good movie. I am a big fan of that movie. When they when they actually take the time to do another origin story, I, I kind of like it, not rush into Justice League or Batman versus Superman or all that. But David sent me this article saying that they're looking to reboot Superman yet again. Oh, for fuck's sake. And, and I put my head in my hands and because there's this theory that's out there that Michael B. Jordan could actually be playing Superman also. And and there was for a while a black Superman in the comics, but I'm not a comic guy. Mm-hmm. I just take it from the standpoint of stop fucking rebooting all the DC movies. Honestly, I don't need yet another Superman movie. It's great that they're trying to make it diverse, and I'm cool with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, how many Supermans are there? I mean, seriously, for fuck's sake. Well, and I was watching Man of Steel today, and if you put Man of Steel and Aquaman and Wonder Woman, they could all be in a shared universe. Mm-hmm. And they tried to do it with the first Suicide Squad movie, make them all part of the same universe, because you had Jared Leto's Joker in it. You had Ben Affleck's Batman in a short little scene in that setting up the whole Harley Quinn thing in that movie, Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of neat. Okay. Like finally you guys are starting to put your shit together and map it out as a universe. And I just think, Oh my God, stop rebooting stuff and just pick a starting point and say, these are the movies that count. All of these other movies don't. Yeah. And that's that. And and so that that just made me put my head in my hands and go, oh, here we go. But and I and I say that because on the heels of the next to last episode of WandaVision, which is phenomenal. It is. It's totally amazing. Even though you yawned when I said that. Sorry, it was hitting me before as <laughs> that, you started. Yeah. Before you started, it was hitting me. So yeah. sorry. But if you have not seen episode eight of WandaVision, if you follow WandaVision, it is actually some of the best TV I've watched all year. Yeah, I have to agree. It is an emotional episode. It is a great origin story. You, you, it answers questions. Mm-hmm. It leaves a few dangling out there. Hmm. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I, show enough that. It, it makes all of WandaVision worth watching. It does. It absolutely does. And and when you have a cohesive universe, because Laura and I were talking about this too, because she was saying, see, that was a great fucking episode because she, she hated the first two episodes. Mm. And I said, but that's why I trust Marvel. 
they have been careful in setting up their universe with Easter eggs and all that. And there it's all interconnected and blah, 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 geek stuff, geek stuff, geek stuff. But that's why I trust the product that they put out. And so WandaVision, I can't wait for next Friday's, well, no, this coming Friday, by the time mm-hmm. this episode airs, this coming Friday's last episode of the season. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's it, folks. Do us a favor. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button or engage with us on social media at symbol the watchlist pod. Let us know if you've seen the Britney Spears documentary. Let us know your thoughts on that. What what are your theories on that? Um, also, let us know if new if you've caught New Mutants or you've watched what what was the 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 Korean movie that you watched the, the Whaler the Whaling the Whaling mm-hmm. the Whaling. I'm a whale. And I'm, sorry, I had to do the Finding Nemo. Thing. That was that was the Finding Nemo thing. I'm sorry. Not that kind of whale. Sorry. <laughs> I love Finding Nemo. Anyway, um, Wallaby Way, Sydney. Forty-two Wallaby Way, Sydney. Forty-two Wallaby Way. Uh, anyway so so anyway so that's it next week i promise you i'm going to have a review of tom and jerry because i can't wait to watch that shit that looks like shit to me it looks like absolute shit it looks about as good as that garfield live action piece of shit Oh no! I'm so, but no no yes. no no. Were you yes. a fan of Tom and Jerry growing yes, up? Yes, I was. But this is that trailer makes it look like fucking crap. Like the Smurfs movie that Neil Patrick Harris was in. That just is trash. Absolute garbage. See, I kind of like the Smurfs, but whatever. <sighs> I, now I'm not saying that this movie is going to be high art. I, it's but just, not even worth watching. This is going to be for like toddlers. I nah, guarantee. See, I guarantee. I'm, this is not a movie. I'm willing for, to say that this movie, movie is going to be Tom for us fans. as well. No, no. I think it is. No. I think it is because they have the dog as well. They have that that big um, bulldog character that used to pop up every now and then who lived across the yard from Tom and Jerry. Yep, yep. He's in the new trailer as well. It is Spike. And so they have Spike. I'm just, I'm looking forward to it for the nostalgia. I could completely come back and say, Patty, it was worse than crap. But I'm going into it with an open mind. I can't wait to watch it. And March is going to be interesting as fuck on regular, on TV and streaming and stuff too. Yeah. The Godzilla versus Kong actually looks pretty good. And Mortal Kombat looks fucking amazing. Mortal, an R-rated Mortal Kombat is what I'm really looking forward to. Oh, so that, good. that trailer, and, and Mortal Kombat and Godzilla versus Kong, yeah. HBO Max. Mm-hmm. If you got it, yeah. you're gonna get some good entertainment. Yeah. All right, but anyway, everybody, thank you very much for listening, and make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. We appreciate it. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you to everybody in in the U.S. and and abroad for listening to us. We appreciate your ears and your stuffs. Yes. All right, everybody, take care. Have a good week. Thank you. 
OK， 拜。Okay,